0: Welcome to the Kaya Cast podcast presented by Kaya Push, the cannabis software making people management easy. The Kaya Cast is all about helping cannabis retailers launch, grow, and scale their business. I'm your host, Tom Mulhern, and I wanna invite you to join us each week for conversations with thought leaders in the cannabis industry about their experience and expertise of working in the cannabis. Well, today I'm sitting down with Tommy Trong, the CEO and founder of Kaya Push. You know, we've spent a lot of time on the road together in the past few weeks, and you've really been sharing some of the really cool insights that you've had into the industry. And while I'm in Vancouver here in the Kaya Push offices, I thought we could chat a bit and hear some of your thoughts.
1: Thanks for having me, Tom.
0: So where do we start? What do you want to know? I want to know how all of this started. Give me a brief history of Kaya Push and how it all happened.
1: Before Kaya Push, I used to work in a, an accounting firm. We were fairly big, like a national accounting firm. And I hated work. Yeah. I hated work. It wasn't fun. The work wasn't fun, but the environment wasn't fun either. I was there to pump financial statements and that was it. You know what I mean? And. I didn't feel like I was making much of an impact with the work that I was doing. There was a disconnect between financial statements and what is the impact that, that I was making in the world. When we started this company, it was really important for us that we created an environment that was fun, that was challenging, but that was impactful. Like everybody that works at Kaya understands the impact that they're making with the businesses that we're helping. Yeah. So in that previous role, it wasn't just the job, but it was like the environment that you found draining. You know, when you go to work and you're like, oh, gosh, it's Monday. Yeah. I got to go work. And it feels like work. That's when you know. That's when you know, okay, this is probably not for me. This is not the environment that that I want to be a part of. And that's how we we started the company, Kaya. And we thought about how do we tackle this issue? How do we help other companies create an environment that's fun through our HR platform? And you didn't do it alone, right? No, so we have, I have two co-founders, two other co-founders, Tina and Danny. How long have you known them? Oh gosh, <laughs> so I've known Tina and Danny since high school. Tina, fun fact, used to go out with my best friend and then Danny's, Atino's they the brother. So we've known each other for, I hate to say it, over 20 years. You know, I'm aging myself here. And starting a business, like,
0: like I have lots of friends that I'm like, we're like, hey, you know what we should do? We should start a business doing this. But you guys actually did it and you've created what we have here with Push and Kayak Push.
1: Yeah, it's been an amazing ride. You know, any anytime you start a business, there's ups and there's downs. And the most important factors when you do is who do you go in business with? Because there are gonna be bumpy roads, there are gonna be ups and downs, and a lot of downs before you you have the high, the highs. Yeah. And I'm just super grateful that I did it with them. So now you've been, you launched Kaya
0: Push, you launched Push Operations, and what are some of those industry
1: challenges that you're trying to eliminate
0: as a company?
1: Every time that I talk to a business owner, I always ask him this question is why should somebody work for you? Why? Yeah. If you think about it, every company out there likely pays competitive wages, right? If you don't pay competitive wages, you probably won't have any employees, right? So taking wages out of the equation, why should somebody choose you instead of your competitor, right? The really high performing, people in this world, the ones that will really make an impact to your business, the A players, they need something more than just salary. Salary only goes, it's a very short term thing. So why should somebody stick around for you? And that's the question I ask every business owner when I meet them. And and it's a question that I think everybody that runs a business should ask themselves. Yeah. And those For those A players that are in those
0: businesses, if they can't answer that easily, like if they can't say the reason that I work here is because I'm excited, I'm passionate about the work we're doing, then it's time to move on.
1: Anytime somebody goes to work and it's not fun or it's not challenging and they don't feel like they're making an impact, those three cards, it's very simple. I've potential turnover and also you have employees that are less engaged so that engagement piece how
0: has kayak
1: worked to
0: create engagement with their employees are there certain strategies you guys do or is it just like making a fun place where people can come and feel like a part of a community or what's your secret there
1: there's one thing that we've realized that businesses that that have figured it out they figured out the matrix think about this if you're a business owner and of your employees or even over 50% of your employees were as engaged as you are, are in your business, right? Or believed in your business as much as you do. What would that do for your business? It would grow like crazy. Yeah, but business owners, they invest hundreds of thousands of dollars into their business, right? And you can't do it all running a dispensary. You can't talk to every single customer. You can't pack every inventory. So you hire employees to carry out your vision, hoping to praying to God that they care as much as you do in your business, right? But why should they? Yeah. Why should they? Why should someone care about your business as, as much as you? So business like that, it goes back to that question, right, is how are business owners showing up? And that's really when I talk to other businesses, the ones that have figured out the, the matrix, they figured out that they have to show up a certain way in order for employees to be engaged
0: and now for dispensary specifically how are they tackling this engagement like i know you speak with dispensaries all the time like yeah. every day you're talking to different dispensary owners so you know it's a different sort of a role so how are they attracting the best talent to their best bud tenders and keeping them how are they getting them to care about what they're doing?
1: It's actually a lot trickier question or problem to solve in this dispensary and like every owner faces the same problem because the bet, the butt tender role is entry level, likely part time. It's a non it's a transient role, it's a non career role unless you're you're opening up a new dispensary every other month there's not a lot of positions to grow into the role has very high turnover on average 55 percent of your butt tenders will leave you in the first year some dispensaries do a lot better than the ones that figure figured out so that is the problem the ones that have figured it out talk about growth early and often they have growth conversations with their team at the beginning of the onboard like when they're onboarding the team all throughout the tenure with the company and they do it often. So the, the rule is, is do it early and often.
0: What do those growth conversations look like when they're talking like to a bud tender, that's entry level. Like what does growth look like? You said, unless they're opening all of these locations, what does that like practically look like?
1: And it's tricky too, because oftentimes you think about growth, you think about promotions, right? Promotions, salary increase, but that's not really what growth means. Growth is, developing a skill set that you can use for your a future career right that's growth yeah that's as simple as that right so that's the growth conversation so the ones that do really well they the owners that do it really well they'll talk to their team and ask them hey in five years what is it that you want to do right what is it that you want to work in what company what career it may not be a role that's within this dispensary but where is it that you want to go and talking to your team members you'll understand okay if you want to do this what are the skill sets that are required for your future role and then creating an environment and using your business to create a vehicle for your team to develop these skills well and when those bud tenders really have a hope and like
0: vision of what the future could be they're going to be engaged now because they know that
1: you as the business owner is invested in whatever the future holds it's very counterintuitive what you're essentially saying is hey how do i set you up so you, you can leave our company <laughs> <laughs> that's essentially what you're saying but the results are amazing because When people feel like you care about them and you care about their future, they trust you so much more. They're just plugged into what you're doing. It's the rule of reciprocity. And yeah, it's very simple. And only a handful, a very small percentage of dispensaries are doing that today. And that's what we want to change. We want to make sure that everybody just understands that there's a better way to engage with your team. And just because This position has high turnover, it's entry level. It doesn't give you the excuse not to do anything about it, right? Because It is harder to do, but there's a path forward where you're going to have a team that's very engaged. And then with that engagement, you can build a very high performing team. Are you seeing a lot of, in in some
0: of those situations where dispensaries are growing to multi-location, that some of those really engaged, really locked in people are moving up into management roles, yeah. and and even, you know, I know it's a new industry, but moving into other, you know, even coming to Kaya Push, yeah. like, yeah, that could be creating a career within the cannabis industry, but you get a start as a bud tender.
1: You started as a bud tender, and the amazing opportunity that people have being a bud tender is in the bud tender role, in order for you to excel in this role, you really have to have good customer service skills, right? Because the butt tender role in general is responsible for the entire customer experience. When I walk into a dispensary, my impression of that brand rests heavily on my interaction with the butt tender. And that's a huge responsibility, but it's also a huge opportunity too. Because, and also the butt tenders They're responsible for the entire dispensary's sales engine. So two huge responsibilities in the dispensary, but they can sharpen those skills for a future career because those are the two fundamental skills that you need for every position.
0: They're the knowledge experts. They're the economic engine, but they're also the product experts in the dispensary because
1: they're working
0: with so many different people, learning so many different needs. And I think that really is one of those skills that You can bring into whatever career you go into after being a bud tender, that resiliency of working with someone and figuring out, okay, what do you need, and I'm going to help you get what you need. Like there, there's so many skills that can come out of that role if managers, owners are willing to invest in the future of their employees. So you're really saying that's that secret sauce.
1: You hit the nail on the head. Right is. Where we are today, particularly markets that are very mature, is competitive, margins are low, you're oftentimes you're not able to pay commissions to your butt tenders. How do you get your team engaged? And then once the team is engaged, how do you build a high performing team? What is that structure like? And that's the exact that two problems that we're solving today at Kaya Push. And a
0: peek behind the curtain, that's what you're doing at Kaya Push as well. Like you're setting up your team. their future career as well and i i don't know if that was intentional in how you guys set up the company but it seems to be like it's
1: working here and it's working here like with within your own team it's funny you said that because when we started this company it was really important for us that we create an environment where people were reaching towards their peak potential right that we create an environment where everybody was having fun being challenged. I truly believe that if you're not challenged at work, right, you don't, have a, you don't have a target to go and there requires effort and growth in order for you to hit that target, that you're going to be bored, particularly your A players. A players want to grow, but also on top of that, they want to know that they're making the impact. What impact are we that we're making? We're very fortunate that we see the impact that we're making to dispensaries, right? So with that formula, we see that working in dispensaries as well, right? Environment that's fun, that people are being challenged and they know that they're making an impact. So what would
0: be your like one piece of advice then if you could boil all of that down into like just one little nugget, like you're sitting across from a dispensary owner, what would you say to them? That's a good question.
1: First, is why should somebody work for you how are you being competitive and how are you showing up and oftentimes creating an environment where you care about your employee and you care about their future and you incorporate growth into the equation really helps answer that question create an environment where you have a high performing team right i'm obsessed with talking to dispensary owners and managers and blood tenders. I try to talk as, as much as possible. Through talking to hundreds of environments, a high functioning team can be boiled down to four key ingredients. So if I, was a, if I was a dispensary owner, I will look into my environment and see, does my team have, are they obsessed with their key performance indicators? So that's one. Do they know what the target is? Because if there's no target, there's, what are we doing this for? What are we shooting for? And the target should be, it should require effort to achieve, and it should be achievable. So it shouldn't be so large that, hey, that's not achievable within this time frame, or right? you want to take incre- incremental steps for improvement. So that's one. What we found is that in environments where employees have a performance target, they're 17 times more likely to be engaged at work. 17 times with that in mind there should always be a target a lot of dispensaries they're worried that if they set a sales target for example that their team would chase short-term sales and really ruin long-term relationship with customers but uh, the number one rule is what is the target right number two is create a fun environment you know you have a fun environment when you go to work and it doesn't feel like work anymore there's banter right everybody is lack of a better word shooting the shit with each other there's they're joking around with each other and it's just fun you want that environment that's fun because the moment that somebody just oh gosh i have to go to work (laughs) that's not fun anymore so that's uh, number two number three is the best run dispensaries are customer-centric. I mentioned that high-performing people, they wanna know that they're making an impact, right? And you can't make an impact by not being customer-centric. Like everything that we do is for the customer. Like without them, we have nothing. Like And that that goes, that rings true with our company. Without the customers that we work uh, for, we have nothing. We have to be obsessed with our customers. We have to be obsessed with their customers. So I'll tell you the story. I, I visit dispensaries a lot and I try to visit two dispensaries a week. I went to a dispensary and I saw that they had a strain that I really liked. Right? So Right Congo. So I ordered that strain and the blood tender. And this is the first time that I was there. The blood tender asked me, why do you like that strain? What is it about the strain that you like? So i give them my i have a 30 second like spiel that i because i visit so many dispensaries so i let them know hey i'm a flower guy i like sativa i like to microdose myself or i'm a more of a daytime high type of person because i want to be productive i like to clean i like to run i like to work out i sometimes i like to work and he suggested that I microdose a spray there's a like a two and a half milligram spray and I've never I'm a flower guy so I gravitate towards flower and I've never used uh, sprays before and he said you can microdose this and just see how you feel you might have it might you might be really productive on this so I bought it think about that somebody that asked the right question understood my profile what I like I made and knew the inventory well enough to make a recommendation. That is a high functioning individual. And so you can have sales targets and be customer centric. It doesn't have to be one or the other. You can have a both. And I tried it and I liked it. So now I'm a happy customer. And (laughs) a returning customer. Yeah. So I'm I'm grateful that he made that recommendation. Uh There's a flip side of that. So same week, actually, I go to another dispensary And I didn't know anything that they had on the menu. So I asked the bartender, hey, this is what I'm looking for. Same thing, daytime high, et cetera. I want something energizing, uplifting. And she, she proceeded to go on the POS and read the description of the products that they had. And poor girl, and it just took too long. So I just, just give me that one. Just think about the two different environments. And think about the last one on how much money is left on the table in that environment, right? One, the customer service is not great, right? Two, there's completely no upsell. And in that environment, you're just an order taker. There's no value add. So that's the opposite of a high performing team. Well, and you think about
0: the future of that, the two different bud tenders and really that that one that was engaged, that was knew the KPIs, knew all of that, Like that person might go on and go on to a, a career in sales that yeah. started from being curious, being insightful in their role as a bud tender. And they say, hey, I love this. And having a, a manager that's like, hey, I wanna, I wanna help you prosper in this role
1: is huge. And the final common traits that I see in high functioning teams is recognition. What we found is that employees, and we've surveyed employees, they don't feel like they're getting recognized enough for their hard work. Statistically, across the board, 44% of employees don't feel like they're being recognized enough. And that's a huge factor in turnover. But on the flip side, if employees are, if they're being recognized for their achievements and for their hard work, they tend to stay at the company they're with longer because of the impact that they're making. So there's two parts of recognition. One is being recognized by your peers by your boss by the owners for your hard work and your achievement that hits you in such a deeper level than monetary recognition like when somebody takes their time out of their day to to tell you how great of a job that you're doing and the impact that you're making that lasts for so long versus here's a hundred dollars
0: but it is that verbal recognition and verbal recognition in front of the team of people saying hey brad is doing an awesome job like I saw him interacting with a customer and this guy came in looking for a daytime high. He's a sativa guy. And Brad said, hey, you gotta try this microdosing thing. Like, because that also inspires the rest of the team. So it boosts up the one individual, but it also creates an example for this is what we're going after. This is the matrix of what we want on this team. And so it really has twofold too. And if you just gave like, Hey, Brad, you did a good job. Here's a $100 gift card. That doesn't teach
1: them anything. That's huge. It's such an easy way to make someone feel appreciated. It's free. Recognition is free. Uh, But it's not used as often as it should. How would you kind of wrap this up
0: for the dispensary owners and managers that are listening? That are like, oh, this is so good. I'm ready to implement this into my team.
1: I think the first thing that dispensary owners and our listeners if you run a dispensary or a business right that you should really think about is how are you showing up why should somebody work for you in a dispensary butt tenders are not being paid that much so why should they care about your business more than taking an order so i think that's the first step is what environment are you creating to attract and retain the top talent in this industry and how are you showing up and the best way from what I've seen to create separation between you and your competitors is to talk about growth, incorporate growth conversations early and often. That's the best way. And then I think the second is to think about the environment that you're creating. Because ultimately as a business owner or, or as a manager, you control the environment. You can dictate what environment that you can set. If you're intentional with setting a fun, engaging, challenging, impactful environment then you're gonna have that environment but if you're not intentional with the environment that you're creating then you know you leave it it's to the funny. gods you don't want to do that you invested hundreds of thousands of dollars let's be intentional with the environment
0: that you want to create you got up to this point you got every you got your <laughs> compliance your security and then you have a place where people don't want to be yeah customers will read into that staff will read into that and why would you get that far and then yeah, right? not get the ball
1: across the yard line Like here's half a million dollars. I have everything lined up. Okay, now put it up to I'm going to pray to Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put it
0: up to chance and hope that it happens.
1: So that, so I would say those are the two things that dispensary owners should really, and business owners, right, yeah. that should really think about is, is how am I showing up and what environment am I creating?
0: I really appreciate you taking the time. I know we've talked about this, about getting you on here and sharing some of these insights that you're having from your hundreds of conversations with dispensary owners so hopefully once a month we'll get you on here sharing some of those some of those thoughts and things and yeah I appreciate it
1: yeah thanks for having me Tom yeah.
0: All right. Thanks for listening to the KayaCast podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app or visit our website at kayacast.fm to learn more about our guests and to access the full archive of episodes of the show. We can't wait to share more stories with you each week of cannabis retailers launching, growing and scaling their business.